0: So yeah, that's what we're drinking. But Mir, how was your ooh earthquake? No, what
1: was that? Just
0: your grandparents. <laughs> I don't know what's happening out there. All right, one um, more time. <laughs> um, blah, 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 blah.
1: silver and i'm mira and welcome to matcha mondays we're two west coast girls hoping to connect with our audience to discuss all things matcha our favorite sneaky snacks mental health self-love and of course body positivity welcome back
0: our matcha babies we are back with another episode our back to school episode that has now bled into october which is Mm -hmm. still back to school but we're gonna be talking about uh procrastination today oh our favorite it's our favorite there's actually a lot to do with this so today we're going to be talking about like what it is and maybe the reasons why we do procrastinate and then next time we're going to give you some really helpful and lovely tips Um, But before we get into the
1: episode so what are we drinking today my dear let's bring back the sip segment back to our listeners uh, today
0: I'm drinking a lovely Canadian brand it's called Matcha Lifestyles you guys have probably seen her um, brand on mm-hmm. our uh, Instagram before but yeah it's really delicious and Canadian. So we love that um, we've also tried her soaps and face masks and stuff and she's mm-hmm. just lovely she's lovely to work with and yes,
1: we really enjoy it yes yeah, fun fact I'm actually drinking the exact same thing as you except mm-hmm. I think Yours is hot and mine is iced because yeah. we got to represent West coasters. I feel like always drink hot drinks and East coasters always drink ice drinks. Let us know if this is true. It's cold
0: here. That's why, especially right now. In <laughs> no, but like
1: East coasters, especially Bostonians, like we will drink ice lattes, even if it's blizzarding outside. Nobody really? cares. We'll only drink. Yes. Literally iced coffee, ice latte. Like nobody likes Hot coffee? That's so weird. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. So
0: mm-hmm. how has your week been? What's it's been it's been a week.
1: That's a great question, Silver. <laughs> Thank you for asking me that question. I feel like every time we talk about our weeks, something is going on in one of our lives. Mm-hmm. Um for those who don't know, Mercury retrograde has gone to full effect this week. Yes. and we have both been really feeling it yes um i have had some ghosts of my past try to contact me which has been very weird like real like <laughs> real people not actually yes, real no, yeah. not actual ghosts yes yeah. yes no these are real people um although we aren't spooky i've so been we, we are yeah we're spooky girls mm-hmm. so you know we should do an episode about just like our ghostly experiences ghost maybe that story. could be like our halloween episode that could be fun like a bonus halloween episode yeah where act- we just talk about like spooky stuff
0: yeah actually okay so if you guys have ghost stories write us in we mm-hmm. will totally we will totally
1: uh share that oh them. my gosh that would be really yes. fun actually that'll be so fun okay we'll, we'll have to we'll have to make this happen we'll make a i post. think that'll be so fun we'll make a post how about you How's your week been?
0: My week has been... So, as you guys know from last episode, I got laser eye surgery. But that was rough, honestly. And like, I don't want to scare anyone who's going to get laser eye surgery. But, like, I had a little bit of a complication with mine and end up having to do it without numbness. But that's not normal. My sister and I both have this issue where we numbing doesn't really work for us we have to have a lot of Mm -hmm. it like she has to actually get ligament injections for whenever she goes to the dentist for anything and then what yeah and then numbing kicks in like half an hour later and she looks like she fully had a stroke so i should have known this but i think i was so like i was anxious for the surgery like it's I think most people have a fear of things being in their eyes. It's just a natural reaction fear. So I was just so caught up in like keeping myself calm and like talking to myself and doing some like good affirmations before I went in that I just didn't even think about it. And they offered me a Xanax, which I would never have had before, but I was fully on board for, because I wanted to be as sedated as possible for this. But when I went into the operating room, the guy who prepped me for the operation, he was asked me, do you, are your eyes numb? And are you feeling the Xanax? And I told him I didn't. I told him that my eyes felt the same and that I felt the same, but I didn't know what Xanax was supposed to feel like. So I was like, yeah, everything's fine. And then I went in, And when the surgery started happening, it was excruciatingly uncomfortable and painful. And they gave me these like stress balls to hold. And I guess they noticed that I was, they were completely flattened in my hands and I was digging my nails into my palm. They were like, wait, can you feel this? And I'm like, yeah, I mean, you're cutting into my eyeball. And they're like, okay, hey, you are not supposed to <laughs> be able to feel this. poor girl thought it was
1: normal. I thought too. it was
0: normal. So then they were like, uh. okay, well, we can't do anything right now because like, and trigger warning eye things, your eyes open. So they're like, we can't do anything. Like we've already cut your know, the flap open. So that was great. I just did that. And... Uh, It was very painful, and honestly, like, I usually, I have, I know everyone says this, and I'm just going to be one of them, I have a really high pain tolerance, and so I don't know what I would have done if I didn't, but then the Xanax kicked in after the operation when I was in the post-op room. And then I was chill as hell and I had a great time and I was telling my mom and my husband, I was like, I felt that whole surgery and they're like, okay, well, this is not good. Again, don't want you to think that that's normal. And I guess the warning I would give would be to make sure that your eye numbing is working.
1: Anyway, yes, let's get back into the episode. So we are talking about procrastination and like silver mentioned we are going to kind of do a little intro kind of give you guys a breakdown what procrastination is ways that we might be procrastinating or what it does to us and then next episode we will talk about how to fix it so would you like to define it for us
0: of course so procrastination by definition which i actually really like this definition Is um, Mm -hmm. the act of unnecessarily postponing decisions or actions. Because that's so, that's what it is. That's the bottom line. I mean, it's very simply put, but it's very true. Yes. Yes.
1: But bottom line, if you struggle with procrastination, know that you're not alone. And procrastination is a widespread phenomenon. And around 20% of the adult population and 50% of the student population say that they procrastinate in a serious and chronic manner. is serious. Yeah,
0: serious condition. <laughs> it's a serious condition. <laughs> so even people who aren't chronic procrastinators will still struggle with mm-hmm. procrastination from time to time, as one does, and will suffer from various degrees in their everyday life. Procrastination is also associated with worse grades, lower salary in workplace, a higher likelihood of being unemployed, increased stress, (laughs) higher rates of mental health issues. Hmm. Surprise, surprise. And higher rates of physical health problems. So... It's not a good thing and it seems to be super common. So that's why we're here and why we're breaking it mm-hmm. up because it's a big topic and
1: it's, yeah. it's hard. So Yeah, and I think it's good that you mentioned the negative attributes that come with procrastination because I have noticed that when I do procrastinate, it really triggers my anxiety. And then by default, that will trigger the rest of my mental health issues and then I start spiraling and then that will back kick and trigger my anxiety again then I start having anxiety attacks and it's just like a full-on whirlpool of negative emotions Yes, which is why and we'll talk about this in the next episode but it's so important to realize if you have these issues and find ways to target and fix them because Taking care of their problem right when you notice it and nipping it in the bud will save you so much grief in the future. Hell sister. Yes. And we have unfortunately kind of noticed this recently, so we're working on it, but we're here, we're your big sisters, so hopefully you guys can learn not to do some of the things that we've been doing, mm-hmm. and so you can save yourself the pain. And then tell us how lovely life is. <laughs> Tell us what it's like on the other side. What is it like? (laughs) Tell us.
0: (laughs) Awesome. Okay. So we're going to talk about some reasons why we do procrastinate. People often might assume that procrastination is simply a result of laziness or lack of willpower. And if you think that, get that idea out of your head right now. That is not helpful. It is an unhelpful thought, which is something Mm -hmm. that I'm learning, the difference between helpful thoughts and unhelpful thoughts. So that one. Unhelpful, yes. not laziness or due a lack of willpower, you but the- take it out of your brain and, and you away. chuck it in the trash can, chuck it away, or in the compost. <gasps> brains are
1: biodegradable. You Kobe that.
0: What <laughs> do you- I just said? Brains are biodegradable.
1: Yes, brains are biodegradable. <laughs> as a matter of fact. So put it in the compost. <laughs> take we- your brain. Take your brain <gasps> and just dump compost. it in the compost. You don't need that anymore. You don't need it. We'll be
0: jellyfish. Don't worry about it. Anyways.
1: Jellyfish have no brains. That's true. Did you know that? Yeah. Anyways,
0: those are our <laughs> jellyfish facts for today. Fun facts. Next time I love jellyfish. we'll talk about lobsters.
1: Oh, Silver knows so many lobster facts, guys. So many. She started to text them to me, and I was like, I love you. But I do not know what I'm going to do with all of these lobster facts. I'm like, is this what I'm supposed to tell on my first date the next time I go out on a date? Hey there, sir. Let me just seduce you with all my lobster facts. Well, okay.
0: So maybe because I have a new coworker and my friend, my coworker was telling me about this new coworker. And she's like, yeah, she's really quirky. She knows a lot of weird facts about rocks and blah, blah, blah. And something is, I can't remember what facts she knows about. But it was something like crustacean related. And I was like, oh, my God, I know so many lobster facts.
1: See, we are procrastinating on recording this episode (laughs) by talking about lobsters. So we are great examples. We're doing great. Of procrastination. yes, we're doing great. Anyway, (laughs) we're just kidding. But to successfully deal with your procrastination, maybe we should take some notes right now, Silver. Mm -hmm. But you need to figure out why you procrastinate and how your procrastination is preventing you from achieving your goals. So for example, for me, to get very transparent, the reasons why I procrastinate are because I have really, really bad anxiety. So when I have a deadline or I have a really big project coming up, the funny thing about me is that I, I am a hard worker and like, I will give a project my all and I know I'm so capable of getting it done. So it's not even me looking at this project thinking, holy shit, I'm never going to be able to accomplish it. It's more like, I'll look at that project and think, oh my God, there's so many things I want to do. But the problem is I have a perfection issue as well. So I have to think in my head, I start thinking these things where I start telling myself, okay, well, in order for you to, you know, give out the Best work that you can. And in order for you to perfect this project, you need to be in this perfect setting. And you have to, you know, wake up at this hour and you have to sit in this spot. Like, I kid you not, this is how my brain thinks, where I'm like, you have to wear this specific outfit because this outfit will cater to how productive you're going to be. And you're going to have to drink your coffee at this specific hour. Like, it's pretty crazy sometimes the way I think. (laughs) I think, look back and I'm like, this is a bit insane for me to be this anal but this is uh, this is just a fact this is how I think and I know a lot of people are like this too um but so I start thinking about having the perfect like the perfect setup and that will start to delay me actually working on the project so instead of just getting up and doing the damn thing I'm like no no, no I need to be in this serene setting the sun <laughs> has to be coming out of the window and I have to you know channel my Rory Gilmore from Gilmore Girls like I have to be this studious little person. So anyway, long story short, the, you know, the days get shorter and the week, you know, deadline is approaching. And then I start to realize, holy crap, I haven't worked on this project. The thing is, unfortunately, for me, I have done this thing since elementary school, where I will wait the night before to do all my assignments, because I start getting to getting this adrenaline rush. And that adrenaline rush gets addicting. So even though it doesn't help me whatsoever and it triggers my anxiety and makes me feel so sick to my stomach, that adrenaline rush is so addicting to my brain that I will go out of my way to make my life hard and seek that response. And that is why I personally procrastinate is because I am unfortunately an adrenaline junkie, but I'm seeking it in the wrong way. Mm -hmm. What about you? Why do you procrastinate?
0: Mine is really similar. Like Mira and I both struggle immensely with perfectionism. But Mm. what I struggle with too is I struggle a lot with control. And Mm. so for me, I actually, and like, if I'm going to be perfectly honest, I'm not a huge procrastinator. Like I I used to be. And if I have really Mm. big, things coming up then I do procrastinate, but on a daily, like yeah, I was
1: about to say you don't really.
0: Yeah. On a daily, like I'm a very organized person. So I get things done on time. And like for my job, I cannot procrastinate. Like I procrastinate and someone could lose their life. So for me, I'm used to being on time. I'm used to getting things done. I'm used to meeting deadlines and we're balancing mm-hmm. like a thousand things at once. So if we're going to be honest here, cause we're an honest podcast, I'm not the most huge procrastinator. But that being said, I used to be. And even now when I have really big deadlines coming up, for example, I think we talked about it before, like if I have a pop-up or an art show coming up and I have a thousand things to do, I procrastinate, procrastinate until like the few first few days before and then I do it all. Yeah,
1: And like I get it yeah, done. Yeah, so, she'll like stay up. Yeah. But yeah, but you're right. You do get it done. You do a great job. But thank you. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But that's just how it works. And the reason why is because stuff like that is really high pressure for me. So if I'm going to be in a situation where it's high pressure, it's massively vulnerable and it's like my artwork, it's my passion, it's something I do as a side hobby, but it's important to me. If it crashes and burns, I would rather it was my fault because I wasn't prepared enough and I didn't do things on time. Then it just flat out sucked. Because I had a pop-up. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the last one I did like a month ago. And it was pouring in rain. And it was in a really bad location. So we didn't do well. Like it straight up was awful. Like so soul crushing. Yeah. And it was awful. And I was on time. There was no rushing for that one. And so I couldn't have anything to blame it on. Other than it just was like a shitty day. And that's it but I if the reason why I procrastinate is because if I didn't do things well and I can say like oh I was on a time crunch I couldn't get it done and then it flops then I can blame it on that it's not my fault it's just because you know I had a time crunch I didn't have time and blah 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 but to Mm -hmm. be honest like I just do it because I know I can control that I can control that failure if I don't do anything if I don't do a good job I can control that failure. I know the expectation. If I do everything right and it still flops, it's kind of hard. It's harder to deal with. Mm -hmm. So I I have that a lot too. And like I can relate to Mira where... We're like, oh, it's not the right time. Like, I need to do it when I'm in the vibe and blah, blah. blah. It's like, no, you right? don't. It's the
1: vibe. I know.
0: You're like, I need the vibe. <laughs> and it's like, no, you don't. Just do it. Just start. I'm like, start. I need the
1: rain to pour, which never happens in California. <laughs> and I'm like, I, I need the rain to come down. Yes. But actually, you bring up a really interesting point because you say that the high pressure really helps you to get work done. I was going to point out something before we head up to the next point. But isn't it crazy that on resumes and cover letters, you are valued more and you are mm-hmm. more attractive mm-hmm. to a company if you say, I work well in a high-pressure environment. Yeah, Isn't that kind of crazy? In a way, corporate society wants you to be in stressful environments and crave that. And it's such a negative response for your brain to get addicted to this kind of environment. Cause like being an EMT, I got really addicted to that like high pressure, high anxiety environment. Like I still sometimes wake up thinking, and this is something I'm struggling with right now is being fulfilled with my life because I feel like my life is so boring now because I don't have high stress and high pressure anymore. Mm. Like my life is knock on wood, very chilled out now. But to me, that makes me feel like, holy crap, my life is so boring. I need high anxiety in my life because I have become so addicted to it. Mm-hmm. But that's what I think is so screwed up about our society is you are more attractive to companies, especially big companies, if you are able to thrive in that environment. So I thought you brought up an interesting point. Yeah, there. no.
0: And that's why like, it's a whole thing with busy culture, that episode that we did with Gabby Thomas like at the beginning mm-hmm. of our podcast journey.
1: Because- shout out to gabby thomas we literally love love her her.
0: she saved our lives like two days ago
1: literally two days ago we had to facetime her regarding an issue we were facing and this girl took the time out of her day and just sat down with us and helped us through Mm -hmm. everything like such an angel if you guys do not follow her go look her up on instagram and follow her right now
0: yes gabby thomas A queen, yeah, and an angel, the queen,
1: yeah. But (laughs)
0: so with that episode, we talk a lot about busy culture and how like people are rewarded for being stressed out of their minds, and we're trying Mm -hmm. to work. And what our hope, hopefully, a lot of our purpose of our podcast is that (laughs) we want to teach you guys: you don't need to do that. Like, it's okay to be yeah. chill. It's okay to do things on time. You don't have yeah. to be, like, always rush. You don't have to be, pro- you don't have to procrastinate. I feel like there's a lot of pressure to procrastinate. Because I remember in university and high school, there would be, like, the night before, and it an essay was due everyone would all be all nighters
1: up. were attracted it was like right? a
0: thing yeah so they were like people would be up and i was like oh i actually like i got my essay done like three days ago so that i wouldn't be doing this all night and they're like oh my god look at you go like but we're in this like club where we're just not gonna sleep like, no i know sleep it was club. like
1: this little like cult where you were the cool kid if you pulled all-nighters and I was one of those people that would pull all-nighters. And it was funny because it was such a flex for some reason in college and in university to be like, yeah, I procrastin I pulled an all-nighter. So like I whipped this all up in like 12 hours non-stop. I'm cool because I didn't sleep. I know. <laughs> and then I feel like you
0: do a really good job, which Mira and I have talked about before. Like Mira and I would like do it night before and we would ace it, which -hmm. It's a really, it's like a, it's a, what is it like? High risk, high reward kind of vibe. High risk, high reward. Yeah, like (laughs) yep. Like if you do well under that pressure, and then you can say like, oh, you worked on this for a month. I did it in a day, and I still got a good grade. It's like, oh, that sucks. Like, oh, that sucks. If you worked so hard on something, and the next person just did it in a night, and they still did a good job or better than you. Oh, it sucks. Mm -hmm. But then at the end of the day, like who gives a shit? Like that person's mental health is probably not okay because we've been there. It's not okay. Like you're stressed to the max and exhausted. Why is
1: that a good thing? And you'll end up really craving it. Like people don't realize, but when you do these things over and over and over to yourself, it's basically a drug and people don't realize that, but you start in like, look at me like I'm telling you guys right now I used to do this to myself over and over and over for years like since I was a little kid I would pull all nighters I would procrastinate and my brain is so addicted to that neuro response that now I am in my early 20s and I'm struggling to feel like I am living a normal life because I'm not subjecting myself to that I feel behavior like, anymore yeah I feel like you're almost going through withdrawal yeah I think I am. Yeah. And it's neuro withdrawal. Yeah. People don't
0: realize that. And it's funny too, because like even Mira and I, like as a team, like we work very similar. Like we have very similar styles, but like she still works so well under pressure. So when she and I were like figuring out what workflow works for both of us, I'm like, well, I want to get this done by this day. So I have like four days ahead of advance. And that works for me, but that doesn't work for her. So we're trying to like, it's hard when you are so used to a style and then you get into like a workplace where like that style doesn't work for them. And then you have to adapt. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, I've been doing these habits and this is like
1: how I work. This is who I am. And now you have to change. So, yeah. But it's also interesting too, because there have been times, like for example, when I edit the podcast, and Silver knows this, but a lot of times, um, especially due to, like, a lot of our life situations, um, I- I've had more flexibility in terms of when I can edit, because mm-hmm. normally the uh, the the episode wouldn't get reviewed, so I would just, like, edit, and we would just upload it. Yeah. Um, and because because of that, I knew like, okay, I can stay up all night and do it. Mm-hmm. So I would take advantage of that. And sometimes <laughs> Silver would look at my story and be like, why were you up at 3am? And know. I was like, I was editing. Because the thing is, is again, it's that addiction that I have to that high pressure feeling. Mm-hmm. And what I brought up that what I thought was funny. And that's why I began this story with what's funny is, prior to, you know, having that flexibility, I used to have like deadlines, obviously. So when I would edit, I would put myself in a high pressure environment. So I would edit four days ahead of time. But within that time, I would be like, instead of breaking it up, I'd be like, okay, you need to get this done by eight. You need to get this done mm-hmm. by eight. You need to get this done by eight, which is not like you no. I don't want to do that to myself. Yeah. But that's the thing. I have become so addicted to that lifestyle. It's so hard for me to pull myself out of it. Mm-hmm. So I create high pressure environments for myself, Mm -hmm. because I've just trained myself to be okay with that. And I'm not entirely sure, because like, you know, we're talking about the negative aspects of procrastination, I do think that there is healthy procrastination, like, you know, maybe it is okay to put yourself under a little bit of pressure, so Mm -hmm. you get a decent output. But if it's at the risk of you starting to have anxiety attacks, insomnia, I think that's when you realize okay this is an issue yeah you know
0: yeah and just like seeing how it affects you
1: Mm -hmm. especially
0: long term right yeah yeah because some like i don't know we both work really well under pressure like we both really like having productive sessions where like we will sit down Mm -hmm. especially like we haven't done it for a while but like when we sit down and do meetings we're just sitting there like going through, like, point, 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 Every point, single thing. everything yeah. we need to do in that, like, little, like, two-hour session. And then afterwards, we're like, that was great. Look how much stuff we got done. So it's, like, it feels really really. And rewarding. we get the energy out of it, yeah. too. Like, I'm, I
1: know you and I, we get, like, pumped after we it's a weird adrenaline rush that I we know. get.
0: Yeah. So it's, like... Yeah. There is a balance, I think, but definitely, yeah, I agree. like working in a controlled environment where you are making it high stress for yourself, that's not necessarily procrastination. So mm-hmm. it's okay to do sometimes if, like, that's what you need to do. If you know for you yeah. and yourself, like, I need to lock myself in my bedroom and, like, smash this out and then I'll feel better. Yeah, of course. Then that works for you.
1: Yeah, as long as it's just not becoming chronic. And I think that's Mm -hmm. what this whole podcast is about is when, or this episode is about, is when procrastination becomes chronic. Mm -hmm. And this is the only way that you accomplish tasks, or this is the only way you've learned to live your life. And then you start to realize, okay, my stress is so high. Yeah. My insomnia is super high. My lack of energy is at an all time high. Like, you know, all these negative drawbacks. That's when you realize, okay, this isn't healthy for me anymore. So to transition, to successfully deal with your procrastination, you need to figure out why you procrastinate and how your procrastination is preventing you from achieving your goals so that you can formulate a concrete plan of action based on appropriate anti-procrastination techniques that will help you to deal with said reason for procrastination. So we'll, like I said, we'll talk about how to fix it in the next episode. Mm -hmm. But I think taking the time right now to pause this podcast and write down a little list, like, okay, these are the reasons why I procrastinate. Like for me, it's I procrastinate because I feel like I won't do my best work until it's a night before, or I don't have the right environment. I don't have the right setup. I'm not in the right mind space, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So if
0: you are having some difficulty pinpointing it, which totally makes sense, it's a lot of self-reflection and honesty with Mm -hmm. yourself. But some reasons why some people do procrastinate in terms of um, demotivating and hindering factors are things like having abstract goals. So nothing concrete. And we'll go over what concrete goals look like. Um, in the next episode Mm -hmm. but just having things that aren't set in stone and just kind of up in the air it's hard to be motivated to work towards them because you don't even really know what they are so abstract yeah you can't
1: conceptualize it
0: yeah so abstract goals is a really big one having the reward being too far in the future is a big one too so we'll talk about next episode but sometimes you need to have like give yourself rewards right away because it's all about like rewarding a positive behavior or a positive um, habit and reinforcing that with a a reward is a huge thing. So yeah, and then also like having a disconnect from our future self is a really big thing. So having no clear idea of like who you want to be in the future or having these goals not do anything for you as a future person Feeling overwhelmed is a big one, and honestly, I would never blame anyone from procrastinating if they're feeling overwhelmed. I think the main priority at that point is taking care of yourself and putting things aside that aren't high priority to deal with that too. Um, Anxiety, which is what Mira and I talked about a lot today. Task aversion is a really big thing too, like just avoiding the things that you don't want to do for as long as possible, um, which is basically procrastination um Mm -hmm. and also perfectionism huge one that we just talked about today it can be really hard for those of us who are perfectionists and need the perfect environment the perfect situation to get started it's so hard Mm.
1: but we will help you through it next episode and some more are the fear of evaluation Or negative feedback so for some of us who don't do well with constructive criticism who take things to heart it might be very scary and i know this for a fact i know when i would do a project i'd be so scared to hear back from people even like silver and i are negotiating business meetings and stuff and sometimes when we send an email i'm like oh god like what if what if like This response is going to be really negative or even when we send a DM to someone we want to work with, there's always that fear of getting negative feedback and I've noticed I have held off on sending emails or sending DMs because I'm like I'm so scared of that negative response but we talked about this in our previous episodes that your mind and your thoughts are not your reality Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and catastrophizing is not the way to be Mm -hmm. so it's so funny how we literally answer our own issues with <laughs> things that we talk about. It's basically, but this is just a,
0: a group therapy session between you and I and everyone listening.
1: And everyone listening. Exactly. We're all in this together. But that's what I love about our community is like, we're mm-hmm. all like imperfect. And we're all just working on things, you know? Yeah. Um, but another reason that you might procrastinate is fear of failure, which we've been there, done that, and we talked about that. Um, a perceived lack of control, which Silver touched on. Mm-hmm. And maybe you have, honestly, a mental disorder. Maybe you have ADHD. Those who have, you know, attention deficit hyper- Attention Deficit hyperactive disorder, it's very hard for those to concentrate. And I can't personally fully um, touch on that because I've never been fully diagnosed. But I do have some friends that have ADHD and I've seen that it can be very tough for them Um, when they don't have um, support Mm -hmm. also. Side note, I am talking to basically a black screen right now, and it looks like I'm talking to a demon, so I'm trying so hard to keep it together, but it's so funny, mm-hmm. too, just so our listeners know, because they can't watch what's going on behind the scenes. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> I have to be in the dark. I basically, it's so funny. I know you have
1: to be in the dark, but it's so funny. I know, it
0: is funny, and even at work, I have a little <laughs> office right now, and my coworker like, knocks on the door,
1: and she's like, can I enter the Bat Cave?" I'm like, Yes. <laughs> but anyway anyway um another reason you might procrastinate honestly is depression Mm -hmm. and for any of us who have gone through depressive episodes it can be so hard to have motivation and to have energy Mm -hmm. so these kinds of things kind of feed into each other you know lack of energy lack of motivation can cause your depression lack of motivation and depression can cause lack of energy i mean all these three things really feed into each other anxiety will fit in Honestly, any of these things will fit into that. It's just a constant spiral, Mm -hmm. but don't worry. We will help you guys with this. And our last tip is actually something I'm excited that we're mentioning is sensation seeking, because that's what I was talking about Mm -hmm. is that constant addiction, constant need for that feeling of honestly feeling sick to your stomach. And for some reason that causes an adrenaline rush and you get addicted. Mm -hmm. And that's why there's a term for it, guys. That's why adrenaline junkie is a term. (laughs) But yes, those are some of the reasons. So if you had some trouble writing down why maybe you procrastinate, just have a listen to some of our examples and see if any of that applies.
0: So that's everything for today's episode. I hope this kind of gave you guys a more clear understanding of what procrastination is, especially what that means for you. Um, As we said, next episode, we're going to go through all the tips that we have. We just have a lot of tips, which is great because hopefully it's going to help you find something in there, but it's just a lot of information to throw at you guys in one episode. So we will see you guys Mm -hmm. next episode with those
1: tips. Once again, thank you guys so much for listening to our episode. We hope, you know, you got something out of it. Like Silver said, next episode will be all about how to fix these issues um, but until then, if you guys want to stay in touch with us, you can follow our Instagram at Match Mondays Podcast. And through that, we have our personals. Um, and you can catch us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and TikTok and all that good stuff. Oh, and send us more testimonials because we have been back on it and we have been posting all the testimonials we've been getting on Testimonial Tuesday. Mm-hmm. So keep it coming. And you're ghost- to see it.
0: And your ghost stories. Send us your ghost stories.
1: Yes. So we will have um, a little ask box. Maybe we can do it like every couple of days. We can just be like, submit some ghost stories, submit some ghost stories. But yes, we want to do a full-on spooky episode. Silver and I are super into that stuff. So keep those stories coming in. We're very excited to hear if you guys are like us and have been touched by the other side. So (laughs) let us know. (laughs) But until then, have a great matcha. Matcha Monday. Thanks for listening.